Section Two of The Eyes of the Movie by Harry Allen Potemkin. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Negro. There have been films with so called Negro themes. Years ago, there was Edward Sheldon's play, The Nigger, filmed as The Governor pretending to be charitable sentiments toward the negro it was actually an attack on miscegenation intermarriage america's greatest director david wark griffith son of a confederate officer gave us the birth of a nation from the reverend thomas dixon's the klansman which has served in book and film as the bible of the ku klux klan the rise of the twentieth century clan was inspired by the revival of the picture and today when race feeling is so acute in the south the film is again revived to circulate in provincial towns as well as cities when objection was raised by negroes and whites to this film griffith behind the barrage of free speech issued a pamphlet and a film upon intolerance he quoted the press north and south in defense of tolerance the houston texas chronicle said quote, the time has not come when the people of houston are to have their standards of thought or taste set or fixed or regulated by the negro citizenship End quote the negro is treated in the film as an amusement a clown who sings all the time dances shoots crap and men is dissolute wields a razor etc he is the butt even films with children like the hal roach r gang comedies make the negro child farina the receiver of the blows this has a double insidiousness it abuses the negro and it falsifies childhood relationships if white children accept a negro child in their play as our gang accepts farina then the negro is accepted on equal terms or not at all children are not naturally race bigoted such sentiment is instilled by adults who are themselves within the influence of a class society the southern upper class doesn't want even that much mingling when the czar of the movies will hayes sent out feelers to the press l f hart reviewer for the fort worth texas star wrote that he quote, would protest promiscuous mingling of the races in such pictures as hal roach comedies as texas has jim crow statutes and intermarriage of whites and blacks is punishable as miscegenation griffith introduced another racial film his one exciting night the parent of mystery farces as a negro was the scary william of the haunted house but since a part is a featured one griffith's southern tolerance cannot accept an authentic negro 
he blackfaces Tom Wilson, a white man, for the role, adding insult to injury. In his recent film, Lincoln, our director employs Negroes in a Roxy setting, but keeps them remotely in the background. Hallelujah pretended to be a sincere picture of the agricultural Negro, but it was another review film with all the trappings of the legendary Negro, as white men like to see him. He is held to blame for his own sorrows. He is his own nemesis, with a devil in him. The white exploiter is completely absolved. When the film was shown in New York, the Negro audience was segregated in a Harlem theater to keep them in their place. The whites saw the film on Broadway, the great white way. The southern upper crust objected to Hallelujah. They did not like this relation of the Negro as star and themselves as customers. The Negro was not ridiculous enough. No aim as an Andy a little too romantic for the southern boss, worried by signs of working-class solidarity. It must be noticed that the film took care to avoid Negroes too emphatically black. They had to serve yaller Negroes to the sexual pander of the white audience and to the dignity of the Negro upper class. No objection was raised by the Negro upper class to Hallelujah, as was raised to The Birth of a Nation. The former did not offend the class dignity of the Negro elite. It was so elemental, you know, although it falsified the Negro tenant farmer. To make the Negro ridiculous, he is put into all sorts of situations that are out of keeping with a particular film. A documentation of a polar voyage intrudes a Negro to be frightened by a bear tightly bound. The animated cartoon contains black animals personified invidiously. The newsreels have shown Negro boys in battle royales and grease pole fights, degrading sports for the amusement of the guffawing Tammany clown Al Smith. They have relished the demonstration of frenzied baptisms, which are as common certainly among the southern whites as among the blacks. But white baptisms are not shown on the screen. Negroes have produced films with Negroes as actors, these duplicate white productions. They avoid the real life of the Negro. They do not dare to criticize the society that produces racial antagonism. Because that would mean issuing films on the life of the Negro worker as a worker. The Jew. The Jew has had special treatment, too. He, too, has been a clown or a sentimentalized scarecrow. In 1912, the American Solex Company, in advertising their film A Man's Man, said, 
Quote, up to very recently, the stage Jew was the only type which furnished universal amusement. Long whiskers, derby hat down to the ears, and hands moving like the fins of a fish. His manhood, his sentiments, and his convictions are not burlesqued. That is, not in this film, a man's man, but are idealized. End quote. The Reliance Company produced Solomon's Son. So their notice read, quote, With dignity, minus the burlesque atmosphere usually attending the Gentile's version of a Jewish story. End quote. So that, between the comic Jew and the idealized Jew, there are no gradations. To find the real Jew, we must turn to the Soviet film. Footnote. The Jew and the Jewish problem has been dealt with in such Soviet films as Cain and Artem, A Jew at War, Horizon, and The Return of Nathan Becker, the first Soviet sound film in the Yiddish language. End footnote. We hear no objection to this distortion of the Jew, but when the shoddy film The King of Kings appears, Jewish upper-class dignity is offended by the portrayal of historic, biblical characters. And what a lamentation is heard. To these silk-hat Jews, Cecil DeMille, the director, replies, beating his breast, Would I insult the Jews? I'm half-Jew myself. And so we get the Negro on the half-shell, the Jew on the half-shell, the worker on the half-shell, as an appetizer for middle-class attitudes. In the meantime, the film of Angel, political decoy of the American art, Will Hayes, in his ambitious code of the motion picture producers and distributors of America Incorporated, says that, quote, the history institutions, prominent people, and citizenry of other nations shall be represented fairly, end quote. Not the foreigner or foreign-born worker in America, God and Wall Street for Fend, but only the prominent people are to be treated with courtesy. People like the ex-Grand Duke, still called by his title a Siamese king, a prince of Japan, the prince of Wales, anyone high hat enough. The newsreel and dramatic picture present him as superfine merchandise. The Swede prisoner in the big house devours all the prison swill that even the moral moron, the American machine gun murderer Butch, revolts against. Give the public what it wants. You see, we need the swell folk. The movie business believes in give the public what it wants, which means give the public what we want the public to want. By we in this reference, I mean the dominant class. The oppressive stratum wants the public to react away from certain prejudices, 
they have been dealt with in this pamphlet up to now and it wants the public to act towards certain illusions vicarious experiences distractions glamorous falsehoods the problem that may be faced is that of the restless rich the love irritations of those who are born to the purple the audiences served these films on polished platters of experiences of witty folk so lucky to have such tremulous heartaches and such easy access to liquor the agonies of the social register the blue book blues the audience feels the thrill of escape from the major problem of reality into a life of fancy which appears real repeated succession of such films makes the audience the self-respecting petty bourgeoisie and the working class forgetful of their plight that at least is the hope of the class serving this dish as more and more doubt creeps into the audience through the pressure of circumstance and positive radical education the illusion served will be augmented to overwhelm dissent the nouveau riche the ideas of the nouveau riche are constantly fed the lower class audience distance and time place and experience is offered as enchantment there is the thriller the carelessness of the slapstick the boulevardier comedy of an adolf minju the comedy of the glistening high hat there is approximate rape the thrill of it and compensation rape with virginity preserved there is the final kiss the happy ending and even the unhappy ending has its compensation arbitrary redemption the acquittal of social institutions or the tears of solace there is the princess and the serving man the prince and the serving maid motif the cat may look at a queen she got her man there is the good bad man rural in the wild west film cosmopolitan in the racketeer picture the bluffs at exposing racketeering merely hide its basis in our competitive society there is the picture glorifying the magnate as human george arliss and the millionaire there's no lace on his underwear the one picture on the life of a living american is prepared on john d rockefeller senior it is to be called by the name of the paragon himself and he has okayed the scenario it is announced on the occasion of the capitalist's ninety-second birthday anniversary when the country's press spends its talents in eulogy and john d jr writes to one newspaper saying how gratifying it is to know that though quote, two or three decades ago he john d senior was being bitterly assailed for the alleged predatory tactics of the great oil company with which he was identified since that time sentiment toward him appears to have undergone a radical change End quote. 
a reactionary change the process of bourgeois society is one of vindication and how well the movie serves it while the press and the pictures pretend to go thumbs down on racketeering urging the secret six the vigilantes to get after the gangster pathé has even its newsreels serve in this racket the racketeer par excellence is deified a number of these self-defense films pretend to be social criticism we get epic subjects like the trail of ninety eight the covered wagon and cimarron reduced into films that are narratives of attempted rape and the eternal triangle personal enmity and personal vanity we get prison films like the big house that shift the social guilt from society to the individual and from the individual to nowhere we get an american tragedy that debases a criticism of society to a justification of its vicious process by having justice redeemed a tragic social document becomes a duplicate murder story and the court says quote, that's fine the people want to see justice prevail rather than the inevitability of a social process End quote. End of section two.